Welcome to Keep the Republic with Dr. Daniel Bobinski, editor of True Idaho News. Keep the Republic is brought to you by the Political Action Committee Conservatives of Picture Perfect Window Cleaning, Michael Hahn of Fathom Realty, and ThinkExodus.org. And now, here's Daniel. Well, hello and welcome to Keep the Republic. Dr. Daniel Mobinski here, and I've got a variety of things to discuss today. Later on in this show, we're going to hear from Dorothy Moon, who's the chairwoman of the Idaho GOP. She'll be talking about a ballot initiative being put forth next year by, well, you guessed it, the people who want to turn Idaho blue. And she'll be addressing what we can do to prevent that. But before we get to that, this coming Tuesday, May 16th, is voting day for school levies. It's the day when schools put forth their requests for levies and they tell everybody it's for the children. Isn't it interesting that we have these levy votes on special days and not on the standard election day, you know, when we have voting on the first Tuesday in November and that's when most people think about elections. And that's when most folks make it to the polls. So no, schools have worked it out. So there's a very special day and only their levies are on the ballot. Well, I want you to think back to last year. And remember, last year, Governor Brad Little wanted to take $410 million out of our nearly $2 billion surplus and give it to the Idaho education system. And 80% of that was going to go to K-12 public schools, $330 million. In that, Governor Little assigned $145 million to increase starting teacher pay. And that made Idaho starting teacher pay one of the highest in the nation. So, you know, when you hear that Idaho teachers are getting paid so little compared to the rest of the country, it's a lie. Based on data from the National Education Association, Idaho now ranks in the top 10 for starting teacher pay nationwide. That's pretty amazing, considering that Idaho has the sixth lowest cost of living in the country. By the way, Brad Little's proposals were approved by lawmakers during the special legislative session that he called last fall. That money was the largest boost to Idaho's education system ever. In fact, over the last two years, legislators have increased Idaho's educational spending by over $600 million. Now, even with Brad Little being so very generous with our money and over a billion dollars now appropriated by the legislature this past session for education, this coming Tuesday, as I said, many school districts in this state are asking for more money through levies. That means that the property tax cut that was given to you by the legislature this past session is going to disappear if these levies pass. It might be nice, by the way, if our education system stopped all the woke education and focused instead on teaching reading, math, and science, you know, instead of genders and race and how America is so evil. As I said, there's lots of districts in the state, I think uh, 16 districts, want us to vote them more money beyond what the state has already given them. Here's just a brief overview. Here in the Treasure Valley, West Ada County, wants a 10-year, $500 million plant facilities levy. This is a 10-year levy, which averages 
$50 million a year in extra taxes. And also, by the way, this is uh, this levy that's for West Ada County, $32 million for upgrading playground accessibility and safety. $32 million to upgrade playground accessibility. Kind of reminds me of that toilet that they built in San Francisco that cost $2 million. I think it was 32 square feet. I don't know. It had a huge price tag of $2 million and two years to build. And when I saw this $32 million to upgrade playground equipment, I'm thinking that's kind of the same thing happening here. Valley View School District also wants a $78 million bond. Uh, Coeur d'Alene School District wants a two-year $50 million bond supplemental levy. What's amazing is up north, I forget the school district, but they tried to pass a levy last month and the levy failed miserably. And the superintendent of the school district said, okay, we're going to shut down all the sports and all the extracurricular activities and all the band stuff. And all of that was already in the budget. This, as far as I'm concerned, was extortion because this money was already in the budget. And he's saying, well, if you're not going to pass our levy, we're going to shut down all these programs. We're going to punish you for not passing. This is what we've come to in this state. Pass our levy or your child can't play football, even though we've already allocated the money for your child to play football. It's not how this works. Coeur d'Alene, $50 million for a two-year supplemental levy. Bonneville County wants a 17-year $34.5 million bond issue. Idaho Falls wants a 10-year $33 million levy. Lakeland, $19 million. Lakeland has a second one, $2.2 million. West Bonner County, $9.4 million. Hagerman, $2 million. Emmett, $1.2 million for two years. Weezer wants $1.24 million. Payette School District wants a $1 million supplemental levy. White Pine School District, $880,000. Parma wants $880,000. New Plymouth wants $700,000. Salmon wants a half a million. Nez Pierce wants nearly a half a million. Cottonwood wants $200,000. I love what Brent Reagan wrote about this. And by the way, if you don't know, Brent Reagan is chair of the Kootenai County Republican Central Committee up north. He was pointing out how charter schools are doing a great job. Charter schools different than public schools because they can't get any money from levies. And he pointed out a couple of examples of charter schools. He said the Quarter Lane Charter Academy and the North Idaho STEM Charter Academy have excellent academic performance with long waiting lists of students anxious to attend. Both of these schools operate only on funds provided by the state and they receive no funding from school levies. Neither has any problem finding quality teachers who want to teach and not indoctrinate students into woke Marxist ideology. He said the solution is obvious. If the Coeur d'Alene School District cannot operate a facility within the limits of the state funding while providing an excellent education, then turn those buildings over to a charter academy and let them manage it. Charter schools have an excellent record in both quality education and fiscal administration. With just the funds from the state, they are able to educate students and properly maintain and even expand their facilities. He then said critics of the solution will say that it's unworkable because charter schools don't provide buses or lunches or sports. He says that's true, but there's a waiting list so long 
that charter schools have an enrollment lottery. What a difference. Well, it'd be nice, by the way, if these schools here in the state of Idaho were doing what we would ask them to do. I did some research on this this past week, looking at what's happening, and I came across the National Assessment of Education Progress website, the NAEP, the National Assessment for Education Process. In 2013, only 35% of fourth graders nationwide were reading at above grade level. Idaho at the time was at 37%. Today, the national average is only 32% reading at or above grade level, and Idaho is at 32%, the national average. Well, one of the arguments that you hear from educators and those who support these levies is that, well, you know, Idaho is like last or second to last in per pupil spending. I was looking this up too. The World Population Review shows that Idaho is second to last in per pupil spending. No argument there. $7,771 per pupil in the state of Idaho. But I got to looking at that and thinking, you know, in my master's degree and my doctoral work, I had to take some statistics classes and I never really understood statistics until then. And it's a whole unique way of looking at things, but it is also a great way to to even things out and look at things more objectively. And one of the things that I did as I was looking at these numbers, that Idaho is second to last and per pupil spending nationwide, I got to thinking, wait a minute, there's a cost of living in each state. There's an average cost of living that each state has. And so I went through and I spent several hours looking up what was the average cost of living for each state in the union. And Idaho ranks 46th, which means it is very inexpensive to live in Idaho. The cost of living, as reported by the Bureau of Economic Analysis, this is a government organization, the Bureau of Economic Analysis, Idaho's cost of living is only $39,739. Okay which puts us at number 46. You go all the way up to Washington, D.C., it's unbelievable, not a state, but still $78,000 a year to live in Washington, D.C. Then you go down to Massachusetts, $58,500. New Hampshire, $56,000. Connecticut, $55,000. So, you know, as far as cost of living goes, Idaho is very affordable, With that, by the way, I then thought, let's look at how much money each state spends per pupil on education. And I spent more time looking that information up. Turns out that, guess what? We are ranked (laughs) 45 in that arena. There are five states that actually spend less money when it comes to percentage of money spent to cost of living. For example, Idaho, we're spending 7,770. That's almost 20% of our cost of living per student. Okay. Take a look at Colorado. They spend $10,200 a year per pupil, but the cost of living in Colorado is $53,300. So it's about $13,600 more to live in Colorado than it is here. And yet they're spending less as a percentage per pupil. Florida costs 50,000 bucks a year. They're spending only 18%, only $9,000 per pupil. 
Vermont, 50,000, almost 51,000 to live in Vermont. They're spending only 18% of their cost of living per pupil. And then you take a look at the scores. What about that reading? Take a look at the national average. Only 32% are reading at or above grade level. And Idaho is at 32%. And by the way, we've fallen down. We were at 37%. We've gone down. When I look at, at what these states are doing, like Utah actually spends the least amount per pupil. Utah spends 7,600. We spend 7,700. They spend 100 bucks less a year per pupil. And yet their reading average right now is at 37%. Ours is 32. They have 37% of their students reading at or above grade level, and they're spending less per pupil. This according to the National Assessment of Education Progress. So, you know, we're at the national average. We're at 32% reading at or above grade level. Nothing to brag about, if you ask me, but that's where we're at. All right. Well, what about the other states? Look at New York. New York spends $24,000 per pupil in education. You know what percentage of their students are reading at or above grade level? 30%. Less. Less students and more than three times the amount of money spent per pupil. And the percentage of students in New York reading at or above grade level is less than Idaho. Connecticut spends $20,600 per year per pupil. They're at 35% at or above grade level. Rhode Island spends $16,100 per year per student. They're at 34% at or above grade level. How about Alaska? Alaska spends $17,000, almost $18,000 a year per pupil. And they are at 24% reading at or above grade level. And Idaho is at 32. Maybe if we weren't spending all sorts of time teaching social justice and social emotional learning, both of which are leftist ideologies, we might be doing better with our grades. If you don't think that's happening in Idaho schools, I've got a recording from an undercover reporter where the chief academic officer from the Caldwell School District outright admits that they are fooling parents about what they're teaching our kids. I'll play that for you in just a minute. But first, an acknowledgement to a few of our sponsors, including, and the timing is great for this, the Exodus Institute. Exodus Institute is a fully accredited K-12 online school. Your students will be taught by experienced and credentialed teachers, Christian values, no political agendas, no woke indoctrinations. You can find them at thinkexodus.org. And if you're already homeschooling, they have a supplemental program for kids in fifth through 12th grade. In fact, even if you have kids in public school, this would work. On-demand video. They do all the teaching. They do all the grading. It's only 20 bucks a month, and you can cancel anytime. Learn more by going to thinkexodus.org and tell them you heard about it on the Keep the Republic show. Also, Beautiful spring day today. Spring is here. In fact, summer is pretty much upon us now. If you want to look out your windows and see the beautiful days, you're going to want those windows clean. You can save yourself some money by calling Picture Perfect Window Cleaning at 208-401-6265. That's 401-6265. Or visit windowcleaningboise.com. They also do gutter cleaning. 
pressure washing, and screen repair. And if you tell them that you heard about it on the Keep the Republic show, you're going to get $50 off any window cleaning job over $250 or 10% off your total bill, whichever is greater. They do business and residential. Tell them you heard about it on the Keep the Republic show. WindowCleaningBoise.com. Okay, as promised, the person you're about to hear is Melissa Langan. She is the chief academic officer for the Caldwell School District. She's been in the district for 26 years, the last 12 of which as the principal of Van Buren Elementary School. Listen to what she has to say to undercover reporters about social emotional learning, a component of critical race theory. This is an undercover video, so it's not the best recording quality. You'll have to listen carefully. I just went to a superintendent's meeting last week and the district was intentional to switch out uh, social emotional learning to uh, behavior adaptations. Like they just hmm. changed the name? Changed the label, huh. same stuff. And I thought, it's kind of a bummer they have to do that, but yes. on the same hand, it's kind of brilliant. Heck yeah. <laughs> because they don't care about this, even though it's the same as this, but it's the label. Hmm. So I thought it was brilliant on their part. Idaho schools just received the biggest chunk of money from the Idaho government that they've ever received in the history of the state. And they still want more money? We see other states getting the same results that Idaho schools are getting, or worse, even when they're spending two and three times as much annually per student than Idaho does, and spending a much greater percentage of their annual cost of living on their students. So more money is not the answer. Fred Birnbaum was on the show about two months ago. He's the legislative policy analyst for the Idaho Freedom Foundation. Guy's a number cruncher. He pointed out that in inflation-adjusted dollars, Idaho schools are now receiving 24% more than they were just 10 years ago. Representative Judy Boyle talked to me. She's from District 9, and she spent years on the Education Committee in Idaho's House of Representatives. She told me that Idaho schools are now receiving more than 100% than they were 10 years ago. Yet during this time, student scores have either been flatlined or they have declined. I'm going to say it again. Teachers and administrators are all worried about this social-emotional learning, which is a component of critical race theory, even when they retitle it. It's like putting lipstick on a pig. It's not teaching our kids about reading, math, and science. We keep giving these schools more money. Administrative buildings keep getting nicer. We add more administrators, yet student scores stay the same or go down. I personally am not voting for any more levies until Idaho's education system can pull its head out of the woke cloud and stop with this social justice indoctrination and just get back to teaching, reading, math, and science. Just got a huge chunk of money from the state, more than ever before. Let's see what they can do with that first. All right, before we get to Dorothy Moon, a quick shout out to Michael Hahn from Fathom Realty. Whether you're a buyer or a seller, you can be confident that Mike's going to keep your best interest in mind and represent you with integrity. If you're selling, Mike's going to help you prepare your property so it appeals to the broadest market of buyers and help you determine the best price the market will bear. If you're buying, Mike's going to help you find the property that meets your needs. Mike is a graduate of the Realtors Institute and holds multiple specialist designations. He's been doing this since 2005. Contact Michael Hahn at Fathom Realty at 208 939 
939-9033-939-9033-or-reach-michael-at-idahoinvestment-properties.com. Also, thanks to Conservatives Of, a sponsor of this show since the beginning. Conservatives Of is a political action committee that helps get Christian, constitutionally-minded folks elected to office and support legislation that is also constitutionally focused. You can support them by going to conservativesof.com and making a donation. That's how they work. They take donations. They help Christians get elected to office. Conservativesof.com. And when you go there, say, hey, thanks for being a sponsor to the Keep the Republic show. All right. Dorothy Moon is the chairperson for the Idaho GOP. And I got to speak with her earlier this week about what's happening with this proposed ballot initiative that the people on the left are trying to pass to make elections not so fair in Idaho. I'll let her explain it. Let's go now to Dorothy Moon. With me now is Dorothy Moon. She is the chairperson of the Republican Party for the state of Idaho. Thank you so much for joining me here on Keep the Republic. And I have a quick question for you to start. What is ranked choice voting? And what do you think the motives are for groups like, well, here in Idaho, we have the Idahoans for open primaries, what do you think their motive is for pushing for this? Well, I, morning, Daniel. The Rocky Mountain heist. I think we saw how Colorado lost uh, their state to progressive liberals, and they're putting a full board attack currently on Idaho. I've been made very much aware of the money that will be funneled into the state. One part of this is to bring in ranked choice voting. As you know, we just recently passed into law. It went through the House and it went through the Senate with every Republican voting for it. And then the governor signed it immediately to make sure that ranked choice voting wasn't used in any election in the state. Apparently, the liberal Democrats did not like that idea. And uh, so now they are going to bring through initiative ranked choice voting and it will be put on the ballot in November of 2024. And they will be out gathering signatures over the next year. And it will probably get the signatures because of the way they present this. It'll be talking about fair and uh, more inclusive elections, when in essence, what it is, is a very confusing scheme that has been developed. And what it does more or less is remove any conservative from being put in office again. Hmm. So this has been put into place in several places across the country already. Could you give us a little overview of how it works and maybe some of the results that we've seen with it being done in action? Sure. Uh, well, Alaska, they just had a challenge. Uh, the Alaska Supreme Court just came out and ruled against how the process and the counting was used in a, a congressional race. Sarah Palin was one of the candidates in that race, and a Democrat did wind up losing. So what happens is that you most often you understand that one person gets one vote, but with ranked choice voting, that is not the case. So let's say we have four candidates who are running for Congress and you rank them by who you want first, second, third, and fourth. After everything is tallied, the fourth person is kicked off. So now those votes are going to go to their next choice and they pick the person they want, be it one, two, or three, and then they get a second vote, whereas everybody else is already locked into their votes. So then the third person is dropped off. If the lowest person now, the third person will be removed. And those votes will go to the one and two until they get a 51%. So that's that's kind of how it works. And that is not how we have ever worked in our elections to have a few people having possibly three votes or two votes 
when a majority of them have had one vote. Uh, so we normally do not get the person that was the best person for the position. And it's all a matter of rotating around all of these votes. And you tell me, how are we going to audit those in Idaho? Because now there is a bill passed that we will audit elections uh, as a certain amount of our counties every year. And I don't know how you could do it with ranked choice voting. So transparency in elections would be gone. It really does sound fair when you think about it. People hear it, how it's explained by the people who want to implement it. It does have a fairness sound to it. But here you have, like, take Idaho, for example. We have, in this state, we have four registered Republicans for every registered Democrat. Mm -hmm. And the people on the left know that if they want to get elected in this state, they have to run as a Republican. But this whole process takes away labels and kind of makes it, what do they call it? Um, Amorphous. <laughs> yeah, they say it's, it's, it's nonpartisan. Is that how they're right. selling it? That is what, that's what they're trying to make it. But that isn't how the American government system and election system has worked for a very long time. The fact of the matter is the Republican Party is a group. The Democrats are a group. The Green Party is a group, the Libertarian is a group, the Constitutional Party. They need to select their folks in a primary. And then when it comes down to the general, it's a one-on-one head off. And that's how it should happen. Uh, People can understand that. And that has been the process that most voters understand. What can someone, the average person on the street, the average voter, what can they do to push back against something like this? Well, first of all, when you walk out of Costco and there's someone with a clipboard from Reclaim Idaho that says, hey, do you want fairer elections? Say they are fair. Uh, You know, the election integrity as far as how the votes are counted once they get into a clerk's office or up to the secretary of state's office, that's a whole different matter. But as far as a fair election with ranked choice voting is non-existent and people should walk away. So what I hear you saying is these this is probably going to be the tactic that they take. They're going to have people outside of stores. Would you like fairer elections? Of course, everybody's going to say yes. And really, it's already fair because of the systems in place. (laughs) Right. Well, look at the Medicaid expansion. Same thing. They just said, do you want free health care for everybody? Sure. Sounds great. And then they'll sign the petition. So this is going to be the same kind of tactic. However, we're going to come out with the truth. We will come out and explain it. Uh, We will get information out. We will have it on our website at the Idaho GOP. We're formulating our plans right now to counter this initiative to bring ranked choice voting into the state of Idaho and turn our state blue. Which is the effort of the people on the far left, uh, sea to shining sea. So uh, Chairwoman Woon, thanks so much for joining me here on Keep the Republic. This is very informational. And this is the kind of stuff that we need to be talking about so that people know the truth of what's going on. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Daniel. Thank you. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today, so I need to get going. I hope you consider what I had to say about our school levies. Wouldn't it be nice if we could all vote ourselves huge raises right after getting the biggest raise we've ever received? Consider the data that I presented and do make it to the polls this coming Tuesday. Tomorrow is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all moms. And thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Until then, be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to Keep the Republic, sponsored by Conservatives of Picture Perfect Window Cleaning, 
Michael Hahn of Fathom Realty, and thinkexodus.org. Also, please pray for our republic and for godly men and women who will work to keep it.